0: Welcome to this edition of Taiwan Talk. Akeem Hawk is something of a rarity in Taiwan. While many expatriates have come and gone, particularly in the food and hospitality industry, Hawk arrived in 1992 from Hong Kong and he stayed. He worked his way up the ranks, beginning as assistant food and beverage manager for what was once the Sherwood Taipei before it closed. It was an exciting time for Taiwan, which was just beginning to open up and people who traveled were beginning to discover too that Taipei had the ability to deliver hot cuisine. Hawk's story is very much linked to the development of fine dining in Taiwan, and he shares his story with the event that started it all.
1: One of the most impressive memories I have in the hospitality at the Sherwood was that with the support of the U.S. government, basically, and also with the support of our previous boss, the owner of the Sherwood, was the introduction of the dry-8 U.S. prime beef. That made history. People think it's, it's a steak, but it, it was a, the most unique opportunity to bring... A product what people just love to consume and to dine with to Taiwan. And they were supported by, we call him the godfather of dry HB. beef. It was chef Hans Eschbacher from Chicago. And uh, he came over on several occasions to be our coach and basically to bring us uh, new experiences and shared this with the community in Taiwan. So I think uh, the culinary art and the culinary experiences I was given to experience and to participate in at the Sherwood and in Taiwan made it unique because those things will not happen in uh, many other countries and cities.
2: When you got here, can you describe the culinary scene in Taipei? What was that like for you?
1: Personally, it wasn't, was, no, it was not a shock. It was, a uh, again, an adventure, uh, seeing, uh, so many culinary, uh, performances of the, the people. And I, I learned the passionate attitude and I always found the, 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 no matter where you went, it was, uh, uh, experience. And of course there was a very, very small percentage of Western cuisine available in, in Taiwan, you know, and, uh, I recall it was 1994 or five. I can't exactly say the year you now. Um, I was invited as a judge, uh, to participate at the beef noodle, uh, soup contest or uh, competition in Taipei. That's, is unbelievable. They were so unique and, uh, we had like a hundred participants from all over. And then, uh, eventually we had say, the final 10, eventually the final five, and then the last three. That was uh, so much fun to participate in something like that. And, uh, that showed again the, uh, passionate attitude of the Taiwanese, uh, chefs. You know, uh, they're so unique.
2: What did it, what was it like for you to bring in the concept of, of high cuisine into Taiwan, which at that point only had Hardee's and McDonald's and Skylight restaurants and, and fast foods? Was it a big transition? Did you have to explain to people what, what high cuisine was and, and, or were people just willing to accept that there was a different way of eating and different way of dining Western food?
1: It uh, was an educational process for our staff members equally to our dining guests to uh, provide what it is, uh, should be because, you know, we come from around the world and, uh, Fortunately, I think uh, the generation traveled a lot. A lot of people came from uh, the U.S., from any part in Europe or from, from other countries, and uh, they experienced different cuisine styles, and they found that in Toscana. They found that uh, quite, and uh, that was a very good concept. I think, you know, not to compromise nearly anything unless you have uh, some dietries, obviously, you know, on a personal issue. But generally, the the menu concept was originality. As it was uh, from the original country to come over, so uh, yeah, it took some educational. But what I think also was good, the um, power of the media, the power of word by mouth, the explanations and referred business, gradually brought uh, the confidence to the guests.
2: Is there something that happened that in within your career as a food and beverage person in Taiwan that stands out to you other than
1: the beef? 1998. It was uh, Ellen Ducas, uh, the, the very first time. The Michelin Guide, uh, the rated chef came to Taiwan and that time, uh, chef Ellen Ducasse, uh, was uh owner of two three-star, uh, Michelin restaurants, one in Monte Carlo and one in Paris. And Ellen Ducasse is a, a household name. You know, mm-hmm. people know him basically and, uh, he, um, came over from, uh, property in, in, uh, the Monaco, Monte Carlo. And, uh, so we hosted at the share at that time the very first time uh, Michelin chef, and on top of it, a three-star rated uh, Michelin chef with two uh, three-star restaurants. And, uh, of course, that was uh, an iconic event, and that set the stage for many, many return events with the Michelin chefs. And eventually, the Michelin Guide was uh, launched in Taiwan uh, a couple of years ago. So basically, it was a uh, iconic start to bring international high-rated cuisine and that took place um, six days.
2: So what direction do you think Taiwan is going to go from here?
1: It's got its own Michelin book. I, you know, I think the Taiwanese are great in the Asian cuisine, in the Chinese cuisine, the Taiwanese cuisine. You know, how you um, identify now their cuisine styles. You know, and um, I still believe the countrymen, uh, no matter which country you come from, Shall be the leader of the uh, country cuisine you provide. So, um, luckily, a lot of uh, Taiwanese people they went abroad, they studied, they bring in uh, culinary. We have great chefs here, Taiwanese chefs here in Taiwan, who provide amazing uh, cuisine concepts on the. Uh, Japanese side, some Western uh, cuisine concepts. I encourage, actually, the, the owners of establishments uh, to be more on the uh, supportive side to bring in international players. Because, again, you know, a vision is uh, there for many uh, young entrepreneurs. Nonetheless, again, same all around the world. You know, you still need to have uh, input.
0: The Sherwood may no longer exist, but the hotel industry executive
1: isn't done with Taiwan just yet. All at the moment I do is uh, to basically pray that we have visitors coming to Taiwan again in the near future. I think that's a goal of many of us and uh, to continue to do things. You know, uh, so that's it. I mean, in a project uh, development at the present stage, we do a hotel project in uh, Hualien. There's a lot of growth. And I think the hospitality hotel market eventually needs to reshift in their concepts because uh, the margin of the, or the tourist leisure market versus business travelers will uh, change. You know, we had a high percentage, we had a, let's say it's 65% business travelers versus 35% leisure travelers. Uh, Ten years ago, um, the last five years, uh, or maybe two or three years prior to the pandemics, uh, we do had uh, a change already. We had a shift of uh, leisure market towards business travelers, uh, and uh, the leisure market to about 55-60% already, and that will grow. I believe uh, in the future, the leisure travelers will probably take a good 70-75% of the visitors to Taiwan.
0: That was Akeem Hock, former general manager of what was the Sherwood Hotel. And that was this week's edition of Taiwan Talk. Thanks for listening. Do join us again next time.